0: Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com, where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services, and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. This week, I'm chatting to James Wythe, a fully qualified health coach and professional food blogger whose aim is to inspire you to cook easy and delicious food at home. This would make James interesting in itself, but what makes James really interesting is his own journey. James' story started in 2010 when just after completing his sports science degree at Bournemouth Uni he fell ill with mysterious symptoms such as severe fatigue and headaches. These symptoms got worse and worse and after multiple tests and visits to bemused doctors James was eventually diagnosed with ME or Chronic Fatigue Syndrome. So severe was his condition James was bedbound and needed full time care for several months and it took him 3 years to feel normal again. During this long battle, James began consulting with a nutritionist and it was from this that he began his own health journey, learning to cook simple, delicious dairy and gluten-free dishes at home. James attributes this clean diet to playing a large part in his recovery and is now so inspired to not only help people eat more healthily, he also encourages discussion and support around ME. James is also launching his first cookbook on March the third, so I thought this would be a perfect time to sit down and hear his incredible story. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, James, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thanks for having me on. Really interested in our conversation today, Uh, for the listeners. We're going to cover such a variety of different things. You know, bit about your journey, bit about what good nutrition is what being an influencer really means and what that story and journey is like and also you're launching a new cookbook so we're going to talk about how how you've gone about being published but i think we've really got to start i mean for everybody that comes on this podcast they've had a journey they've been experiences in life have led them to where they are today but this is certainly the case for you james Mm. so for our listeners perhaps you could just touch on where you found yourself in 2010.
1: Yeah, so it's a long time ago. I suddenly uh, basically found myself in a bad situation. I woke up one morning not feeling too good and I just didn't really know what was wrong. I felt like it was food poisoning. I'd been out for dinner, had those symptoms um, and I was sick for probably three four days straight something like that physically sick so that's yeah physically sick. yeah, yeah and i just wasn't feeling well and i just thought i'd had food poisoning before it just felt pretty much like that um but then i just didn't really recover from it i was really lethargic i just from someone that was so sporty beforehand i just really didn't feel myself and this was going on for weeks now uh spoke to the doctors they said you know it might just be taking your body some time to recover i just kept pushing myself i'm someone that will always you know i'm an, an achiever i'm someone that will just push myself and get the best from myself and i wouldn't sort of accept that that was you know that i was in yeah, not you're feeling in right. this place yeah, 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 yeah so i sort of just thought right i'll be fine just keep pushing i got to a point where i went on holiday with my parents and I just hit rock bottom when we came back I couldn't talk I was I'd lost like three stone in a couple months Wow. Um, I was you know not able to really hold a conversation at all I just felt awful and it, it Really, I was in bed and I just remember saying, Right, and my parents were like, This is not right, like, we need to yeah. speak to it's doctors. Normal, it's yeah, it's lose not that amount of weight, no. and
0: for somebody to be active to just be, yeah, kind of shut like off that. From the world. Yeah,
1: so my dad had to physically carry me into the doctor's surgery, like, he had to carry me in his arms into the doctor. That's how bad I was. How I old couldn't, were you at this stage? So I was 21. Okay, yeah, okay. wow, yeah, yeah not so even great for your time. parents, no, yeah. But, you know, yeah, formative years and yeah. all of that,
0: but not yeah it's not what your parents expect no no exactly
1: and especially from what I was as high energy um, sportsman I grew up I had I was probably had you know ADHD if anything I was so hyper Um, and I channeled all my energy into sport and then I focused on golf when I was about 13 played for Dorset juniors team, men's team, I went to Bour- uh, college in Guildford to play golf, I went to Bournemouth Uni, so I was like yeah. travelling the country, playing big events so I was, you know, trying to become And was that your path, was it to become a yeah. professional golfer? Do you, yeah, that, that was that was the goal. Yeah, that was where I sort of wanted, dreamt to go so for me to then be in, from that situation where I could walk 10 miles a day to then being in bed, in, you know, yeah. scary moment, and I went in the doctor's surgery and I, I i just remember sitting across from the doctor and he said you know talking at me all of these things and i just said ambulance that was it that was all i could get out so they rushed me in because they thought i might have a brain tumor because my doctor knew me for years and he knew that i wasn't right yeah so i went in rushed in you know blue lights everything um and i had every scan you could imagine i was in for two weeks nothing yeah. like they thought you know they were They didn't know what was wrong with me they said they thought probably as a virus go home rest you'll be all right you'll you'll recover yeah and i went home rested and i was in bed for two years yeah so it was two years years bed bound four years housebound so i had a six year stretch and it was long you know we obviously we've been through what we've been through recently people have been locked up but it was tough yeah very tough So, and I I had no answers, really. I was diagnosed after six months of ME. Okay. Also no chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. But that was it. I was kind of given a diagnosis. They said, but don't really know how you can get better. Don't know really what it is.
0: Yeah, because they don't, do they? No, no.
1: You know, they diagnose chronic fatigue and ME, but
0: they don't... I mean, is it that... Were they right in their original
1: diagnosis that that is a form of virus, or...? It can be triggered by... People, I feel like it's a bit of a blanket term that's on people. It feels peop- that way. Yeah, it, it does. feels like they just yeah. define that. If you've got a set of certain t- symptoms that go on for six months, yeah, you have ME. That's your box. Yeah, but people can have it coming from, you know, stress or um, like uh, big triggers in their life. Like say someone in their family passes away, yeah. people can get, you know, go into that from there. Whereas I've come in from like a, a f- potentially food poisoning or like some viral infection. Don't okay. really know. Don't really doesn't make sense. And you never like, suppose you'll never would know no, what triggered it. Was no. it
0: fatigue? Was it food? Was yeah, it you don't know. Gut health or whatever it may be. So
1: we just um, got diagnosed with that, and then you know th- I was in bad way for six months. That first six months after I was in hospital, I went back into hospital multiple times. Had allergic reactions to medication. Yeah. I was offered, um, antidepressants and I was like, well, I don't know. Like, am I, depre- is this cause I was, I didn't know what was going on. No. I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll try them. See if it is a miracle. I don't know. Didn't, didn't go. Well, yeah. like, they put me in hospital. I had an allergic reactions, severe allergic reactions. One of them put me in hospital for another five days. So I was like hypersensitive to, to things. And it was just really a tough time. Um, and, I, and the doctors were sort of, oh, you know, maybe it is depression. I, I think I was, dep- I was obviously s- upset and like sad with what my life had turned into, well, Not, and it come from where yeah, it was. and yeah. it was probably pretty standard to be a little bit down about where, you know, from where I was trying to yeah. go to being in bed for six months, and I couldn't text, I couldn't read, I couldn't for the first three months, I couldn't have a conversation with someone. So I was nearly in a coma, you know, it was right. very, very bad. I was in a dark room, couldn't watch TV, that, you know, it was a very right. bad way. So it was it was nearly, I I often thought that I might not make it, you know, it was that, it was that bad. The low was that mm. low. Yeah, and it was awful. Yeah, so, absolutely awful.
0: So what changed then, you know, you know, how did you come through that? And you mm. talk about two years bed bound, four years house bound. Mm. Um, what changed and you know there's got there got been a point where there started to be this bit of an up curve yeah and how did that come about
1: so I start I had a nutritionist so back at the six month mark my mum was like right you know we're getting no support from the doctors we're getting no answers I'm gonna start researching myself so she you know did spent so much time looking into it researching so we got a nutritionist over to my house she would sit in the corner my mum would sit on the bed and i was obviously in bed i couldn't speak really and my mum would just say oh what's happened she said, suggested to take a few supplements i was too scared at the start because i'd obviously had reactions to okay, and it was medication just another pill and yeah. was something else coming yeah, into your body yeah. yeah so i was like oh don't uh so i was so scared we had to use we used to have to cut up vitamin c tablets into quarters that's how like you know scared i was of taking anything because of what i'd been through so I slowly took supplements. I'd uh, She recommended I cut out gluten and dairy, so I did that. Uh, my mum was my full-time carer for those two years that I was bed-bound, so she was cooking for me, okay. um, you know, looking after me. And I would say, you know, it wasn't a quick transition, but I slowly... The first time I stepped outside was at, after a year, and stepping stepping second answer. like i would walk to the window which is a couple of meters i'd come back i'd wait like three or four days i'd go back to the window you know really because wow. i'd lost all my leg strength you know I'd, yeah of course being i bed, didn't you forget yeah
0: being bed bound you lose all that muscle and everything that, yeah the physique uh, yeah you strength. do and
1: i'd gained so much of that from golf i had really strong legs and going i mean they literally went within a few weeks it's yeah. scary how quick you lose yeah. so i'd, I'd did remember how to walk but I needed like support like my dad would have to I'd have to like hold on to him whilst I sort of because they were just my legs were so weak and I had no energy and I gradually built myself up to a point where I could go downstairs I'd have to wait down there for a few hours come back up first time I went outside I could walk down the driveway I've actually got a photo it's a really powerful one of the first time I ever walked outside my mum took a photo from the window so i've still got that that's going to be a photo that's in the book as well um so i just gradually started to build myself up but very like yeah. crazily slow you know okay. it was very very slow progression to the point where i then after two years i thought it was the time that i needed to a little challenge and move so i moved out with my partner at the time who's yeah. now my wife um We moved into a flat together in Bournemouth and she was out working paying for rent and I Mm. was trying to survive on my own kind of thing and that's where I started to begin the passion the the passion for food started to come through because I'd obviously been gluten and dairy free for a couple years now yeah never really cooked that much um, and I was having to do it myself and survive and I knew that getting takeaways and things wasn't gonna be something that Helped me on my journey. So, to that point, you, you'd put some of your recovery,
0: or clearly down to mm. being dairy, gluten-free nutrition. But it was at that point that you started to show your own interest in it. Was it? Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, and I, because I had to cook a couple times a day. You know, yeah. breakfast, lunch, maybe dinner if Louisa yeah. was home late. So I gradually, like, it was the only thing I focused on because I had nothing else to to do. Like I was in bed when I say housebound I was either in bed or on the sofa laying down. Um so cooking was a real challenge to me. I'd have a chair in the kitchen yeah. and I'd sit there and I'd chop a few things and I just we're talking ten well, eleven, ten years ago the gluten and dairy free market is not what it wasn't. No, what it we is were, now? It's no. crazy now. You can go in the supermarket, the whole aisle. You can get past. It, you can get everything. Back then, it was difficult. You'd lucky like, to have one. Sort of, yeah,
0: one little shelf, yeah, the corner tiny of a shelf, shelf. shelf. So that would be gluten free. Yeah.
1: So I had to get teach myself how to cook with just. I mean, it's a lot of people sort of don't think about it, but you know, simple cooking. A lot of it is gluten free anyway. Yeah. You know, if you just make a stew or a curry or things like that it's only the added ingredients that you put into it that don't make it gluten free so if you're keeping it quite like veg based or some meat or fish or something you know a lot of it is gluten free naturally yeah yeah yeah. and so i just taught myself from zero skills i mean i didn't even know how to chop anything um i just gained a passion for it you know it was something that got me out of bed a couple times a day it made me gave me a, a purpose i guess a focus yeah and I just really enjoyed it. And then it reached a point where people were asking, my friends and family said, you know, you've got quite a, st- and through this time, I was recovering as well and getting slowly stronger and things like that. And I just, yeah, they said you you should share your story and your recipes. And so I started the blog wow. five, five years ago. Five years yeah, ago? Yeah, five and years ago.
0: And we'll talk about yeah. like over 300,000 followers now?
1: Yeah. Probably more than that, yeah. Okay. 350 or so. Wow. Yeah. And well, we'll talk about that mm. and growing a following <laughs> in a moment. But let's just touch on
0: some of that nutritional stuff because you talk yeah. about is the main things when you focus on your nutrition and when you talk to others about nutrition, is it about being gluten and dairy free or is that and, and what do they mean and what the benefits of being yeah. gluten and dairy free or is it a wider kind of nutritional piece as well?
1: I think it's, I obviously mentioned I had a nutritionist. Then I moved, when we moved to Bournemouth, I had another nutritionist. So I worked really closely with her. Um, It's so individual, especially recovering from like a long-term illness. I think it's really important to seek like a professional's opinion because they can really dive into your history and things like that. For me, gluten and dairy, I think dairy was an issue my whole life. Um, I used to get terrible stomach migraines as a kid, but back then no one really knew yeah. about it that much. Like it'd be a lot easier to sort of diagnose it now. Back then no one, so I just, you know, just put up with it type yeah. thing and I'd be sick quite a lot. Um, gluten, my dad's actually been diagnosed celiac in the last four years. So it was, there's definitely something in something the family in the there. the DNA in mm. the family, yeah. So for me, that's helped me. Yeah. Um Not necessarily gonna help everyone but yeah. Gluten dairy can be quite inflammatory if your gut, and yeah. I think for most people that are suffering with long term illness, it might help. You know, it could. Yeah. It. I always saw it as my, uh, myself as it's not going to hurt me. It's not going to make me worse. <laughs> like uh, it's going to make me better. Yeah, it, it made you better. It did. It, it, it did help you me from where you were to where you are today. But I've so. always sort of felt, you know, eating more home cooked foods, um, doing certain things. I was in such a bad place, it couldn't make me worse. So I thought it was worth exploring and, and okay. doing.
0: Yeah. So would you describe your cookbook as a healthy food cookbook? Or yeah. is it a gluten-free cookbook? Is it a dairy-free cookbook? Kind of what genre,
1: genre do you
0: put that in then?
1: A bit of everything. So all the, I've adapted my recipes over the years. They are, Because I've been gluten-dairy-free, Every all of my content is gluten-dairy-free and the book is as well but i've adapted over the last few years to not make it so sort of strict for other people so say for example you might want to make one of my recipes that uses gluten-free flour you could use normal flour Flour. yeah because you know it can be more expensive for people might not want to do that or need to do that so i try i really have tried to make it accessible for everyone so i've made it Simple recipes that anyone can make, whether you, you know you have no skill level, whatever. And I've made it so you could use whatever milk you want. I'll use a plant-based milk, um, almond milk, or something like that. But you could use normal milk. So yeah. I've tried to make it as accessible for everyone. To okay. there's no like stigma there. There's no um barriers to entry yeah, for people. Which is interesting because mm. you know, obviously we met for the first time today when yeah. you come <laughs> in to do this recording, and I did
0: wonder, you know were you going to be evangelical about you know food nutrition yeah or or was there going to be this general kind of just eat healthy be healthy enjoy life kind of approach and i think it's the latter isn't it Mm,
1: it's about i i think it's a lot about balance and probably people assume about me that i eat perfectly or yeah in quotations perfectly it's not a thing like that is i think i've learned that along the along my journey that sometimes I want to eat something that's probably not optimal. Yeah. Um, I would have to have it gluten and dairy-free just because of my yeah. lifestyle. But if I want to get a certain takeaway or something like that, it's fine. You know? yeah. But I'm just not doing it every night. Yeah. You know. Definitely. And I, I think life's, uh, leading a healthy lifestyle is actually a balancing act between what you can do the majority of the time. Yeah, that it's not about going because you know everyone in January goes to the gym like every day. Stop thinking, February goes yeah. to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do everything. Yeah, and then February comes and they're like, "Oh, I'm burnt out now. I can't do that no. anymore." <laughs> so I've just steadily, you know, I'm very methodical. I've just steadily built myself back. Yeah, with my health, my strength, um things like that. That I, th- I don't think people do that enough. They they go gun ho. You know. Yeah all out everything but i think it's just a the sl- you know slow and steady wins the race okay mm. i
0: like that and i'm gonna i was gonna ask you you know some healthy eating tips of somebody that's listening to this thinking you know i've perhaps been on a few fad diets i've tried this i've yeah. tried that you know and you know it's not all about losing weight i just want to feel healthier better have more energy some hints and tips i suppose the first one i, I would assume is see a nutritionist yeah Go and get your personal yeah. story sorted. Yeah,
1: if you, especially if you've got you know underlying issues, yeah, um, go and speak to someone. If it's generally just down to you know you're generally uh, well and but you just want to eat a bit better, buy my book. The blog first. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, by you know, yeah. just check out some. Uh, I've always given so many recipes out, so you don't, you don't even have to buy the book. There's tons on Instagram as well, but. You know, just try try some of them. See see how you get on. They they are all supermarket ingredients, you know, yeah. accessible for everyone. That's what I've tried to achieve with all of my content. There's no crazy ingredients that you've got yeah. to find online somewhere they're or all Readily available yeah. in most yeah. supermarkets. All, a lot of it's store cupboard ingredients, you know, chickpeas, beans, lentils, you know, all yeah. of that type of few fresh ingredients that you can get on the way home. Um yeah, so I've tried to make it as because i people have this if there's if they can find an excuse they'll find it so if they're like oh are oh, that ingredient oh, i don't know where i'll get that they won't make it yeah. so i've tried to make the recipes so give someone the least amount of excuse to not make it yeah as possible okay. um and i think i've really nailed that in the book there's it's so simple to follow i'm dyslexic myself so i've always written recipes in a real simple way okay less words straight to the point this is what you do yeah (laughs) no messing about very simply laid out um because i've whenever i when i started you know i'd look at books and there'd be paragraphs of things of how to to do something Um, my brain just can't process it i just go off off charts i just end up doing it myself winging it so that, that's how I've learned to adapt recipes to be so simple for people to follow. Fantastic. And the, those people that are thinking they
0: you know, perhaps can't afford to go to see a nutritionist or just mm. want to do things, would you, there's some that often said is just start taking one, if you think you'll react to something, just take one thing out yeah. at a time. And again, I suppose it's, 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 don't do the January thing, don't do the gun ho thing. Would you yeah. kind of advocate that as well?
1: Yeah, I'd say that generally the the way that a nutritionist will even actually test whether you have uh, with a lot of them you see these allergy tests online they're not actually what a yeah. professional would use often it's a case of taking certain things out of your diet follow it you know following a professional's advice taking them out of your diet seeing how you feel and then reintroducing those to then see how you feel yeah. so you know someone that might be suffering with not being able to eat gluten or dairy for example dairy is a really common one you'll take it out you might start feeling you know more energy or yeah. um, your skin might be better things like that N- not no stomach pain reintroduce it so you take it out those things slowly start to improve so you think mm, that might be something reintroduce it you start having that again yeah. and you know then that, yeah. that so that's generally what a, a nutritionist will follow yeah, as well so it's an elimination diet yeah. and then they'll reintroduce things to see but again you can't go gluten-free dairy-free everything free because then you don't know which one yeah is just, actually, it's actually that big yeah. thing doesn't yeah
0: it? i mean I've, I've been on that journey myself i'm, I'm i'd say i'm not dairy free i'm milk free because mm-hmm. i cut all dairy out because you know just trying yeah. to try and, Improve gut health and all of that kind of thing, and yeah. and it immediately, nearly, yeah, you know, within days, do. had a different sense of energy. Yeah, um, yeah, it can do that. And you know, but then started to introduce occasionally a bit of cheese and mm-hmm. another dairy. But it's just, I now know it's cream and milk. Milk, yeah, those two, particularly milk. Just mm. cut that out. Yeah, put a you know, plant based yeah in instead of that, and yeah. and it made a big difference. But it it was that kind of process I followed. Something mm-hmm. had to change. Let's yeah. do it and yeah. then put some stuff back in.
1: Yeah. And and that's great. Like people are starting to open up to those things. And there are those, you know, different types of milks now. Soya milk, almond yeah. milk, oat milk. There's so many different ones. You don't feel freaky when you're f- no. going to order a coffee now and you no. say can it's have coconut or almond. So over. normal now. Yeah. So normal. Ten years ago, soy milk was the only thing that was there. Yeah, yeah, of of yeah course, there was nothing. You've been that on that yeah. journey for that long, yeah. haven't so you? So I've yeah. seen the market grow like unbelievable amounts um and obviously that's helped us like social media people have been more aware of it um it's helped my growth i guess yeah. but i've never come at it as a i'm gluten free i'm on you know i'm because there was a, a phase where gluten free was like the next like diet or craze yeah. and i've never really positioned myself like that i've sort of followed this way because it's what how i feel better but, you know, if you want to have normal, if you want to use normal flour, that's up yeah. to you. You know, that's your, that's your choice. It's your, yeah. your own journey. It's your body, isn't yeah. it?
0: And it's what works for you yeah. and for your body. Yeah. And where do you sit um, on the vegan, plant-based, yeah. the <laughs> eating kind of meat and fish and, yes. and the health kind of aspects of that?
1: So I eat fish occasionally, um, probably three or four, maybe once a week, something like that, three okay. or four times a month. I obviously don't have dairy, which means I don't have cheese, you know, things like that. I have an egg. Um, I react to eggs as well. So they, okay. I'm pretty much, apart from the fish that I eat, I'm plant-based pretty much. Ah, okay. So 95% of the way that I eat is plant-based. The book follows suit with that as well. There's 80 okay. recipes in the book, four a fish recipes, the rest are all vegan. Okay. So, and that's just the way that I've felt my best, you know. I've stopped eating meat, um... Two and a half, two and a half, three years ago. Okay. And I don't know, I've just been on a journey myself. I was going to say that is quite
0: mm. it's interesting, you know, considering the sort of influence of space you're in, mm. considering the cookbook is you're you're not coming at it for, by the sounds of it. You know it all and here it is mm. and here's yeah. the solution. You're still exploring yeah. and experimenting yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I am. And I didn't want to position it as, you know, fully vegan book when... I still eat a bit of fish myself and i yeah. do enjoy like there's a a fish pie in there love that you know it's one of my favorite recipes so there's some um salmon burgers so i've put in you know i've the book follows my lifestyle and i've made it so that if you are there's no because a lot of with a lot of vegan books is quite preachy there's you a lot of my friends i was asking them i said you know would you go and buy a vegan book mm even though they might want to reduce their meat but they just said that it's they feel it's a little bit not approachable in a way so i wanted to really like i said earlier make it as accessible for everyone and throughout the book i've i've mentioned whether you can add chicken or mm. prawns or okay tofu or whatever you want into certain recipes like there's no judgement yeah, there if you're doing a curry it's easy yeah, to it's do up, that it's up yeah. to you what yeah. you want to add into it so yeah it's, there's no judgement sort of from okay. my side so great really good conversation mm. around nutrition and yeah. a really
0: honest perspective mm. from you James which is great I suppose we're really intrigued you know again you know aspects of this is it's a personal and a business kind of podcast so the business side of you yeah. is being a social kind of influencer yeah. writing the blog and growing so by the sounds of it that all started just from people kind of wanting to know a bit more about your story and you just started sharing it on a blog but what's that journey
1: been like for you James crazy <laughs> so I, yeah I, like I said friends and family said you need to share some recipes so I thought create a website chuck all the recipes on there it took me six months to build it because at the time I was still only 40 so percent recovered so I was okay. still really you know on the journey and I took some terrible photos you know write up the recipe and put it online and I thought okay well I'll open an Instagram and a Facebook page at the same time and friends can just follow me there they'll know when I have put a new bad photo out and there's a recipe (laughs) there Um, and I thought that was rather than me texting people I've put a new recipe out I thought just put it there they can follow me that'd be it you know that's fine just a channel it's just a way of them finding what you're doing exactly Yeah. yeah getting updates whatever then start. people started following random people started following Did <laughs> <It's, laughs> that feel weird really odd yeah it was v- very odd and I actually gained probably 5,000 Instagram followers in the first two months wow and out of nowhere like, I mean I was just like just putting so you never rest, saw
0: it as being the no, business no, no no not
1: at all I just yeah I, well and also we were talking five years ago influence sort of Bloggers weren't as yeah. big as they are now. Like I never even knew that that was a career path. Yeah. Like I didn't even True. think of it like yeah. that. Whereas now it's quite normal for someone to be like, "Oh, I want to do YouTube. I want to do yeah. Twitch. I want to do all this stuff." And That back then it wasn't really a thing. So yeah. I just and I just kept turning up. I was like, "I don't understand what's going on. Like, why? Why? What's going on?" This is freaky. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, but I was getting really. You know, Random people were making recipes, and I was like, "This is this is great. That's probably the best feeling I still get." when someone says I've made this I loved it you know my kids loved it my husband loved it you know whatever so that's always the best like feeling I've ever got from it Um, and I just kept turning up turning up turning up yeah Um, I tried to get a book four years ago I had meetings in London actually in the same office that I uh, now have my publisher now different publisher but within the same building went there was really high on hopes you know left feeling like it was going to happen I felt like it was my time and it didn't happen so that was quite like sad yeah I was I was pretty upset with that but I just bounced back from it really and just thought right this is what I love to do just keep going see what happens and I didn't really turn it I wouldn't say I would say it was a business until about two years in Okay, so probably two and a half, three years ago, when I actually when I got married, I thought, right now's the time to just it was yeah, yeah, It's, quite, it's <laughs> a weird, it's just a weird thing. I was like, right, life's a little bit more serious now. I'd say, yeah. and I thought, right now's the time to to do something more with it. But I've always kept the same journey with it like there's no I, I, don't, I don't like feel like it's a big business yeah. or things like that it's just a natural progression into it and how again I suppose from the business perspective and the business model how have you
0: monetized that following
1: so yeah <laughs> I work with brands so the first two years of the like I said I didn't didn't really work with any brands no. I was turning things down all the time because I just wanted to build that like loyal base there and not feel like people were I don't know i just always felt like i was didn't want to be a sellout or anything okay, like that so you're building the following yeah. for the right yeah with a sense of purpose and yeah. that
0: fulfillment and people yeah. enjoyed what that's what i got did. my
1: enjoyment out of you know seeing other people enjoy the content and then when i turned it more into a business i started working with brands but i've always kept it very authentic you know if i'm using the brand of almond milk that i use i'll work with that brand yeah. or if there's a new gluten-free product that i really like you know i've always kept it really i'm ne- you're never going to sort of see me do some teeth whitening or like you know <laughs> things like that it's it's very yeah. authentic to my style and content and a lot of people don't actually really always know that because it's so similar the content you won't actually know that it's an ad anyway yeah because you know, it's, it, it's i create the same style of content whether it's an ad or yeah free content um, I think that's done really well with people and I'm very upfront when I am getting paid for for things and I make it very clear and right. everyone knows when it is a paid post you know I'm never hiding anything no. so I, I work with brands um, I wrote a, had an e-book a while ago that I sold personally Um but most of it comes through working with brands, and then okay. obviously the book deal as well. And do the brands now approach you, or is it you approaching the brands? How does that model <laughs> yeah. kind of work? It, they approach me now. Okay. Uh, back in the back in the start when I started to work with brands, I approached a lot of them and um, went went with it that way. And then I got an agent, a brand agent, probably okay. two years ago because I was getting emails coming in, I was trying to you know, my skill set is creating recipes and having you know, enjoying yeah. that. It's not reading contracts and yeah. doing all of you know, chasing and doing all this stuff. So I thought, okay, it was a brilliant time for me to get someone like that on. So I've been working with him for a few years and that's been really helpful. Just allows me to do what I do best yeah. really. Um so that's been really helpful. When they come to me, they'll either come through Instagram or email and I pass it through to him. And he's sort of just middle man's between me and the brand. Right, so you um, can focus. And yeah.
0: I suppose, again, most business owners, leaders that are putting, you know, just putting social out there, you can feel pressurized about. Mm. Even in when it's you're just doing it from a marketing or an awareness perspective, you feel pressurized that you need to put some regular posts out there. Yeah. So that pressure must be immense when it's what you do. (laughs) Yeah. Has there ever been a time when you've thought, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to do next.
1: Yeah. So I've learned that a lot over the last year. I've really improved on like trying to reduce like the pressure on myself because I started to realize that I'm the only one that's putting pressure on myself to like post. Yeah. You know, if people don't see me for a few days, that's fine like okay. that yeah. and i but i always was like oh i need to post every day i need someone. To, i know i need to do this I need yeah. to do that and then i realized that actually it's only me that's saying that no one right. you know sometimes people wouldn't even think about it if i didn't turn up for a few days they're just yeah. you know it's, it's so normal we people have you know work monday to friday have two days off whereas in the, the world that i'm in it is always on. 24-7. Like, yeah, it's answering DMs, it's talking to people, it's connecting, it's posting, it's sharing a story. It's, I don't know, it's just always on. Yeah. So it's it's quite hard to detach from that. And I've started to be a little bit more scheduled about what I'm doing. I tried to do things in advance a little bit more so I am take a bit of pressure off myself. And you know, some days I'm just like, no, nah, I just need a bit of me yeah. time. And I'm I'm not someone that shares deep into my life. Like I I sort of have my barriers of like what I sh- what I show, I guess, and just um, yeah. And it's more about the food. The yeah, recipes, it's a lot about food. Yeah, the nutrition, the yeah. healthy eating. Yeah, that side. Of things. And then a bit of like you know into my life a little bit more, but I'm not like crazy sharing. Yeah. Like, do you feel uncomfortable lot.
0: when you do that?
1: Um, not so much now, I did, did at the start, okay. yeah, because I'm quite a private person, so yeah. I was always um, a little bit worried of people sort of knowing where I was or, don't know, just now, <laughs> now I'm not that fussed about it, but I, I don't know, I just sort of have a sense of what I want to, to show and what I want to just keep to myself yeah. type thing.
0: And you've, you've sort of alluded it to there, and the bit of it that I think is really strange in the model, isn't it? It's not just the posting, it's the follow-up, it's the messages, it's
1: the DM yeah. stuff, it's oh.
0: Must must take hours of each and every day, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, DMs, Instagram DMs are quite uh, full on. Yeah, it can be, it's not all the time, but like if there's something that resonates with people, you know, inbox is just like bang, bang, bang. So it's quite, and I'm someone that I've always had this thing like if someone's got the time to message me and ask a question, I've got the time to reply. Um, that's about being authentic Yeah, because there's an easy way to just try and outsource all of that and get yeah. somebody else to deal with it yeah and that way I'll, I will, will never do that like yeah. it will always be coming from, from me um, obviously it reaches a point where you can't answer all questions because if you're getting thousands of messages a day or yeah. a week that's like intense but I think people probably don't understand say you get like a hundred messages in a day that's like getting a hundred text messages yeah. a day like that is a lot, you know. That is a <laughs> like lot. In a
0: business world, it's the same as getting those hundred emails. Yeah. And you look at your inbox and go, "Oh my god, what am I going to do with this?"
1: And you just you reply to one, and another one comes in. You reply, you know, it's it's a and then a they very, message back. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, yeah. So not it's
0: supposed to come to an end. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very intense. Um, but I do love like writing back to people, and I like lo- you know I love interacting with them, and I think that's why I have done well as well because yeah. I'm not just someone that's never replying, and a lot of people don't ever reply. Yeah, you know that's that's quite common for people to not reply and I think I've done got my personality across by engaging with people and and doing that because I think that's that's just me you yeah. know that's what I like to do yeah so so for the business owners um, business leaders listening
0: to the podcast any tips on how they should approach their own kind of social media now obviously they don't mm. want to become influencers they don't yeah. want to grow that kind of space and that size following but it's really important for them to have a presence and to do it properly any hints and tips
1: stories obviously really important as with anything getting your story across I think a lot of businesses it's, it's easier for me because the brand is around me I think yeah. when the brands like I don't know about some product it yeah. can be quite hard to like get it across But I, like I've got a friend that's trying to start up um, I got in the golf space and I just said to him like show but like show how you're going about it like yeah. do more behind the scenes rather than the actual product itself like educate people on like why you do what you do why you're coming up with it why it's different things like that and I think that's getting in behind the scenes can actually be because social media is all about adding value, right? So, yeah. like, someone will follow me because they think I add value to their life. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they, yeah. you know, if I'm not going to add value it's gonna to create, someone. If it's just going to create noise. Yeah, 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 they don't need it. So, it's all about understanding that someone wants value from that fo- from f- them following you. Yeah. So, it's learning how you can add value to them in some way, whether it's f- free content or... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's or sh-
0: or something interesting. Yeah, yeah something showing interesting. something that, that yeah,
1: stories. Like behind the scenes of how you create glasses, for example. Yeah. Someone might not know how to, to do that or Because yeah. um, I wouldn't have a clue where you start to like yeah. make lenses or you know, all of that. That's that's education. And yeah. I think that's what people want. More than just pictures of you trying to sell them glasses. Yeah. They need they want to know what it is and yeah. why why it's there and how you create it. So I right. think that's really important.
0: Great, great hints mm. and tips. So you talked about let's have a conversation around the book and your journey mm. to that point as well because obviously you talk about, you know, uh being knocked back 4 years ago. Mm. Um but
1: now at the brink of the book being released, the 3rd of March. 3rd of March. So yeah, 2 weeks from when we're recording okay. this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's um been a a journey yeah and like I said I got turned down 4 years ago. Yeah. But I I was really down so I thought well is that you know is that my chance is, is that? that it? Cuz it's quite common in the publishing world that when you've had your shot that can be it unless you like suddenly you know go massive or whatever.
0: So how did the original shot of being published come about then?
1: Um how did it come about I I think well, I've always wanted to bring out my own book, and I think I reached out to uh, a literary agent because a literary agent is really important to help mm. get a publishing deal. So I got a literary agent in London. Um, they pitched it to publishers. We had four meetings, which is actually a good good amount. Um, normally, you don't really get that many. So I. Um,
0: feeling confident yeah at that stage. and
1: yeah and the reaction was really good they all all four really loved me my story my journey everything like that but they just said I wasn't ready and I back then I was like how no. do you define not being yeah ready? <laughs> I don't know and I back then I was like well no no I am ready I mm-hmm. thought I was ready four years later I look back and I'm like I wasn't ready they were totally right you okay. know they Respect. I was way too early in my journey I Probably was only 50, 60% recovered. So it was probably even a risk for them, you know, yeah. in terms of could go downhill, could, yeah. you know, go backwards. And so I look back and I, with, you know, there's a lot of pressure to it. You know, you've got to come up with the recipes, you've got to help promote it, you know, do podcasts, do interviews. Um, yeah, they teach you on your A game, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. And I wasn't ready for it. Even the amount I've learned in the last four years, even social media wise and like business and just things like that has been incredible. And I I wasn't ready for it. So they were totally right at the time. I was like, no, I am ready. Because yeah. I thought That's I was. All feel yeah, right. all yeah,
0: like, g- give it to me now. <laughs> and then
1: I had a few publishers re- reach out to me privately um, about a year ago. And I thought okay. maybe it's my time to have a go again. Yeah. So I got a different literary agent. She passed out to her whole network. I think six came back. So the two that reached out to me privately, the four extras that she'd, um, brought in, so we had six good meetings, the actual two really random, the two that reached out to me privately, didn't make an offer. (laughs) which is really odd. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and then the four that we brought in extra all made offers and then it went to sort of a bit of a bid off. Um,
0: Wow, that has been a very proud moment. Yeah. Because that's a very unusual thing, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. So I I was just so happy because I was like, oh, it just, like, this is going to happen. Like, I've been working so hard for it and so long and I never thought, you know, it might potentially not happen. And I... So when I had... Four come in. I was like, "Well, this is brilliant." And then it was a case of getting to pick which I wanted, right. which was great as well. So it, 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 the meeting shifted from me like pitching myself to then them, then pitching to me, yeah. which is really weird. Like it was, I was just so happy to, to for one of them to want it. So I, I it transitioned, and then I got to pick the publisher that I loved the most and felt like, you know, had the same enthusiasm about it so I, that's what i did and i went with the ones that i am now headline right and congratulations yeah and it's been a i started to assign the deal in march 2021 and now we're obviously where are we feb yeah. Yeah, we're february 2022 quick, yeah so it's been a i there's a, so much behind the scenes that people don't really see there's obviously creating the recipes testing them going up to i was in london for a few weeks for the book shoot and the recipes being shot and the front cover and all of that stuff and now it's like it's felt like ages but now it's sort of here reality's coming how do you feel now nervous i yeah yeah, um, i i think i've i know it's going to be stand out on the on the shelf like it's it's so different when you flick through it it's just um so easily laid out that i think it really stands out just the a photo of every recipe that was one of the most important yeah. things for me because i think if you don't give someone that idea of what it could look like or because yeah. we all like eat with your eyes don't yeah, you yeah, so I you do. sort of like see what you want to create so that was a big thing for me so you flick through all the recipe photos are on the right hand side that draws you in and you might have a look to see you know how to create it yeah. so that was that was one of the things colorful simple yeah, right. easy to follow, and that's... Oh, I've can't wait, wait of, to see a copy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, as we kind of wrap up our conversation, um, just a few things is, and if you don't mind me asking, do you, given that journey you've been on, and that I mean, incredibly low point, which I can't even imagine, mm. do you live in fear that you could return to that place one day?
1: No. Okay, and no. why not? Just because I uh like even from my my golf and stuff I've always been like someone that just doesn't look back in okay. a way like I don't like if I have a, had a bad like I learned all of this from golf have a bad hole not a lot you can do about it now just move on from it yeah. and I I live like that now like I you know if I make a mistake I just sort of learn from it and move forward yeah. i don't like dwell on it i don't and, and with my health i just think you know if i if it happens there's not a lot i can do about it like yeah, it, just and stuff. i, I suppose but i don't great
0: attitude. You can, all you can do is do what you can to prevent it happening and yeah, live healthily I suppose. yeah and
1: live like listen to my body and live within myself and yeah and i i was obviously very scared of um covid and things like that and that yeah. set me back but I, I had that and i was fine and so i've come a long way and i don't i just don't think you don't gain anything from yeah. there's no get you don't gain anything from um living in fear of going back to where you were yeah like, and it's just there is the kind of steve jobs added You sometimes don't realize you
0: know how you've got somewhere until you look back and join up the dots and all mm-hmm. of that but you look back and think if only i had become a leap professional golfer is there a little bit of you still nags at that no no i
1: don't a lot of the guys i used to compete with back when i was sort of 16 17 18 there are you know they're on tv now playing on tour um but i don't i don't know i just I, i i'm back to playing golf i'm pretty good again but i don't know i just i love what i do now yeah <laughs> and, and
0: everything, uh, yeah it would sound like that's my philosophy is everything happens for a reason does yeah you can't live with regret you I, just kind of got to move forward day by day and yeah accept that everything happens for a reason
1: yeah i totally believe that like i would never want to go back to where i was obviously but i've learned a lot like about myself and i feel like maybe it was meant to be like this yeah. was potentially my path that i was supposed to take don't yeah. know like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, if you told me when I was back in my bed ten years ago, twelve years ago, that I'd have my own book, that would just it would, uh, it just <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't even. At uh, a point at which you couldn't read a no, book. I was, <laughs> I'd have you been happy. I'd have been happy to just feel somewhat well again. And now we're we're here, and it's been an incredible journey. Fantastic. So
0: throughout this conversation, and and having read your sort of backstory a little bit before we met mm-hmm. today you're clearly a really resilient person. So, you know, how do you keep that resilience going? And
1: how do you define resilience for yourself? I'd say just someone that doesn't, for me it means someone that doesn't give up at sort of any hurdle, they just keep keep going, um, believing in their core message, I guess. And for me, it's been a passion. So I, when I got turned down for the book, for example, I've had like you know it's all I've had loads of up and downs, but I just keep turning up because I enjoy doing it, and resilience is crucial, I think, in because you're going to have bad days, good days, bad days. I have it, you know, good days in business, good days in my health, good bad days in business, bad days in my health. You know, I just take it as it is and just move on. so yeah really? i think it's about being strong like that
0: perfect so <laughs> final question is yeah. I say it every time it's the Evolved to succeed podcast yeah. so they've got to end with what's your own personal and i'm really intrigued to know this what's your own personal definition of success
1: God. um just being happy with like what i've achieved like to me success isn't like how much i make or or like how many books i have for example i, I think for me it's just cook yeah, you know enjoying what i do cooking as soon as i start becoming really like worried or stressed about it yeah that that's not good for me like i just always yeah want to be happy and enjoy the process as yeah. much as possible so that to me that's success brilliant yeah
0: Fantastic. So if our listeners do want to learn more about you, James, yeah. where can they go? Where can they find out? What's the book called? Where can they find out about the book when it's launched? Yeah. All of those things, James. So
1: the book's called Healthy Living James, which I just wanted to keep it open. My first book, hopefully of many, um, shows the ethos about like myself, the recipes, and it just gives that my story. It gives that first look into yeah. my content for new people. Then my, my blog's uk Instagram, healthylivingjames, Facebook, you know, everywhere it's just healthylivingjames. Healthy Living yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where people can find me.
0: Thank you, James. It's been great. I've really enjoyed our conversation. It's been great having you on the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thanks for helping. Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com.